Blog Talk Radio. All right, genius, you, you ready to get out of here and get this thing started, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. on, I'm on top of it. What's, what's he going to do? The thing, my car. Give me the keys. What do you mean? What do you mean the keys? What I mean the keys? You just press the button right there. You press the button. I got the keys back here. Press the button. Press the button. No, man. I need a key. Hey, man. This is a new car, man. This is one of them. You know, 2000. Oh man, this is stupid. I want to do that, man. Yeah, I gotta protect well, you, my finger, well, man. Well, you just sit here then, in that case. Oh, man, man so genius, I knew you were gonna act like that. Button, Come on, man, let's get this get thing moving. All you gotta do is press you the button, let's go. Okay, well, I'll... Yeah. This is the key. Yeah. Okay, I'll press it then.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Grotto. This is your old pal, Daddy G, along with his old pal, Starzan. And we've got Bart the Wonder Dog. He's here tonight. And uh, my sister's gone. She is out with the girls tonight. So here's to you, sis and cease. And sis and cease and the rest of the gang. Yeah, they're all out. Hey, never apologize for having a good time, you know. That's my motto. Anyway, welcome to the Grotto. There's nobody in the live chat now while we wait for them to show up, along with the rest of the world in the archives and or uh, other widgets. A lot of other widgets people listen to. Let's start off with some music from 1965, The Association. Remember those guys? Yeah. This was their first big hit. Okay. Look out for that man. That pesky Mary. Here she comes.
up and bring her to And I come home from a hard day's work Taken a 
I can't sail my yacht He's taken everything I got All I've got this sunny afternoon
c'est ça que
back on Riverside Forum. You're listening to Daddy G Radio in the Grotto.
Siegel Schwal Band from 1977. And I'm going to play out with this instead of the usual Daddy G uh, outro. I'm going to go out with a little comedy because Ford Prefect is in the house and he says uh, that which I agree wholeheartedly. And that's comedy and music is some of the best medicines out there. So I'm going out with this one. George Carlin reminding us about American bullshit. Good night, everybody. Here we go. Because you do know, folks, living in this country, you're bound to know that every time you're exposed to advertising, you realize once again that America's leading industry, America's most profitable business is still the manufacture, packaging, distribution, and marketing of bullshit. High quality, grade A, prime cut, pure American bullshit. And the sad part is, is that most people seem to have been indoctrinated to believe that bullshit only comes from certain places, certain sources, advertising, politics, salesmen, not true. Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. Parents are full of shit, teachers are full of shit, clergymen are full of shit, and law enforcement people are full of shit. This entire country, this entire country is completely full of shit and always has been, from the Declaration of Independence to the Constitution to the Star-Spangled Banner, it's still nothing more than one big steaming pile of red, white, and blue all-American bullshit. Because think of how we started. Think of that. This country was founded by a group of slave owners who told us all men are created equal. Oh yeah, all men, except for Indians and niggers and women, right? Always like to use that authentic American language. This was a small group of unelected white male landholding slave owners who also suggested their class be the only one allowed to vote. Now that is what's known as being stunningly and embarrassingly full of shit. And I think, I think Americans really show their ignorance when they say they want their politicians to be honest. What are these fucking cretins talking about? If honesty were suddenly introduced into American life, the whole system would collapse. No one would know what to do. Honesty would fuck this country up. And I think deep down, Americans know that. That's why they elected and re-elected Bill Clinton. That's why. Because... Because the American people like their bullshit right out front where they can get a good, strong whiff of it. Clinton might be full of shit, but at least he lets you know it. Dole tried to hide it, didn't he? Dole kept saying, I'm a plain and honest man. Bullshit. People don't believe that. What did Clinton say? He said, hi, folks, I'm completely full of shit, and how do you like that? And the people said, you know something? At least he's honest. At least he's honest about being completely full of shit. It's just like the business world, same as business. Everybody knows by now, all businessmen are completely full of shit. Just the worst kind of low-life criminal cocksuckers you could ever want to run into. A fucking piece of shit businessman. And the proof of it, the proof of it is they don't even trust each other. They don't trust one another. When a businessman sits down and negotiate a deal, the first thing he does is to automatically assume that the other guy is a complete lying prick who's trying to fuck him out of his money. So he's got to do everything he can to fuck the other guy a little bit faster and a little bit harder. And he's got to do it with a big smile on his face. 
You know that big bullshit businessman smile? And if you're a customer, whoa! That's when you get the really big smile. Customer always gets that really big smile as the businessman carefully positions himself directly behind the customer and unzips his pants and proceeds to service the account. I'm servicing this account. This customer needs service. Now you know what they mean. Now you know what they mean when they say, we specialize in customer service. Whoever coined the phrase, let the buyer beware, was probably bleeding from the asshole. But that's business. That's business. But in the bullshit department, in the bullshit department, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. Because I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the truth. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Religion. Religion easily has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of ten things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you. He loves you and he needs money. He always needs money. He's all-powerful, all-perfect, all-knowing, and all-wise. Somehow, just can't handle money. Religion takes in billions of dollars, they pay no taxes, and they always need a little more. Now, you talk about a good bullshit story. Holy shit. Tell the truth. Don't be bullshitting people. Like I said, there's enough bullshit as it is. There's enough bullshit as it is. In fact, there's just enough. Did you know that? There's just enough bullshit to hold things together in this country. Bullshit is the glue that binds us as a nation. Where would we be without our safe, familiar American bullshit? Land of the free, home of the brave, the American dream. All men are equal, justice is blind, the press is free, your vote counts. <laughs> Business is honest, the good guys win, the police are on your side. God is watching you, your standard of living will never decline, and everything is going to be just fine. The official national bullshit story. I call it the American okey-doke. Every one of those items is provably untrue at one level or another, 
But we believe them because they're pounded into our heads from the time we're children. That's what they do with that kind of stuff. They put it in the heads of kids. They pound it in there because kids, they know kids are too young to be able to mount a sophisticated argument against these kind of ideas. And so uh, kids, and up to a certain age, by the way, kids are going to believe everything a grown-up tells them. Everything. So, they, so kids never learn to question things. Nobody questions things in this country anymore. Nobody questions things. Why? People are too fat and happy. People are way too fucking prosperous for their own good. Everyone's got a cell phone that'll make pancakes and rub their balls now, you know? <laughs> so nobody wants, nobody wants to rock the boat. And people, people just, uh, gizmo, Americans have been silenced, bought off and silenced by gizmos and toys. And as a result, no one's ever learned to question things. No one questions things in this country anymore. No one questions things. Now, okay. You remember Barbara Bush? I call her the silver douchebag. You remember her? <laughs> Barbara Bush. She is the mother of Governor George Bush. I call him Governor Bush because that's the only elected office he ever held legally in our country. Okay? George Bush, Governor Bush. I don't care where they hang his portrait, I don't care how big his library is, he'll always be Governor Bush. I don't even capitalize his name when I type it anymore. So she's the mother of Governor George Bush. She's also the wife of his father, George H.W. Bush, who did become president in the normal, legal, traditional manner. And when he did, she came along for the ride as first lady and that's been the tradition up till now a man has been elected and the woman has come along for the ride as the first lady and usually as in american life in general the woman is condescended to patronized given something to do to keep her busy a lot of times they give her a charity or a cause something she can champion betty ford was told to drink remember that <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was Betty Ford's assignment. Betty, you get drunk and get totally fallen down, fucked up, shit-faced drunk, okay? You just get fucked up drunk, and we'll hose you down, baby. We'll hose you down. We'll put you in a facility. You'll get sober, and then we'll put your name in the facility. Liza Minnelli can get sober, and everything's going to be okay, right? That was her assignment. Barbara Bush's assignment was getting children to read. Remember that? Getting children to read. They figured she had had so much success with George. <laughs> no. No. That she would be a natural to get children to read, which misses the point completely. Not important to get children to read. Children who want to read are going to read. Kids who want to learn to read are going to learn to read. Much more important to teach children to question what they read. Children should be taught to question everything. To question everything they read, everything they hear. Children should be taught to question authority. Parents never teach their children to question authority because parents are authority figures themselves and they don't want to undermine their own bullshit inside the household. So they stroke the kid, and the kid strokes them, and they all stroke each other, and they all grow up all fucked up, and they come to shows like this. <laughs> Kids have to be warned that there's bullshit coming down the road. That's the biggest thing you can do for a kid. Tell them what life in this country is about. It's about a whole lot of bullshit that needs to be detected and avoided. 
That's the best thing you can do. No one told me. No one told me a thing like that. I was never warned about any of this. I had to find all of it out for myself. And there are still, as with you probably, a lot of things that you're expected to believe and accept in America that uh, I personally have a problem with, and I question a lot of these things. I'll give you an example. I saw a slogan on the guy's car that said, Proud to be an American. And I thought, well, what the fuck does that mean? proud to be an American. You see, I've never understood national pride. I've never understood ethnic pride because uh, I'm Irish and I'm all four of my grandparents were born in Ireland, so I'm fully Irish. And when I was a kid, I would go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade and I noticed that they sold a button that said proud to be Irish. And I could never understand that because I knew that on Columbus Day, they sold a different button that said proud to be Italian. Then came black pride and Puerto Rican pride. And I could never understand ethnic or national pride because to me, Pride should be reserved for something you achieve or attain on your own, not something that happens by accident of birth. Being Irish... <laughs> Being Irish isn't a skill. It's a fucking genetic accident. You wouldn't say I'm proud to be 5'11". I'm proud to have a predisposition for colon cancer. So why the fuck would you be proud to be Irish or proud to be Italian or American or anything? Hey, if you're happy with it, that's fine. Do that. Put that on your car. Happy to be an American. Be happy. Don't be proud. Too much pride as it is. Pride goeth before a fall. Never forget Proverbs, okay? Now, here's another slogan. Here's another slogan you run into all the time. God bless America. Once again, respectfully, I say to myself, what the fuck does that mean? God bless America? Is that a request? Is that a demand? Is that a suggestion? Politicians say it at the end of every speech, as if it was some sort of verbal tick that they can't get rid of. God bless you and God bless America. God bless you and God bless America. I guess they figure if they leave it out, someone's going to think they're bad Americans. Let me tell you a little secret about God, folks. God does not give a flying fuck about America, okay? He doesn't care. He never cared about this country. He never has. He never will. He doesn't care about this country any more than he cares about Mongolia, Transylvania, Pittsburgh, the Suez Canal, or the North Pole. He simply doesn't care, okay? He doesn't care. Listen. Hey, there are 200 countries in the world now. Do these people honestly think that God is sitting around picking out his favorites? Why would he do that? Why would God have a favorite country? And why would it be America out of all the countries? Because we have the most money? Because he likes our national anthem? Maybe it's because he heard we have 18 delicious flavors of classic rice-a-roni.